Hey, it's your host, Mark Santiago. And I'm excited to introduce you to the next level of this podcast, Empowered AF 2.0. 2.0. In this next stage of Empowered AF, we're going to dive deeper into what it means to be an empowered man in his most advanced form. I'm talking healthy communication, healthy lifestyle, both physically and emotionally, and evolving into the man you've always wanted to be. So stick around and join me in this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. But guys, we're here to talk about accusatory statements. Now, when I say accusatory statements, what's up, Amar? When I say accusatory statements, share in the chat what comes to mind. Like, I just want to check in with the collective. When I say accusatory statements, what do you think that is? Or give me an example in the chat. Because accusatory statements are those statements we say when we're triggered, when maybe we feel frustrated, maybe we may even feel guilty. Yeah, you always do. And of course, my guys that have been there and gone through the program say something like that. Yeah, you always X. Yeah, give me some examples, though. What are some things that you've said out of accusation? Yeah. You're always you're always checking girls out. Right? Yeah. Fuck. That's bad. If you're hearing that, like you guys need to be working with us. Because guys, realistically, accusatory statements hold no weight when it comes to communication. Here's why. Accusatory statements could otherwise be called weak statements. Yeah, you never talk to me. You never open up. You never share. We never spend time connecting. You never do this. You, 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 you. She, 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 she. Now put the number one in the chat if you've ever used a weak statement before. Yeah, be honest. Guys, come on now. Even Mark's being honest. Yeah, I know. I know. It's just funny. Like sometimes I'll ask a question and guys are just like, no, not me. Could never be me. I've got a halo above my head. Guys, no one is a saint. Trust me, I have no judgment. So we've all used some weak statements before. And I can almost go to gather or imagine that that did not bode well. Right? Maybe you had a night out, you guys went on a date, and maybe you expected to get lucky, right? You come home, you try to put on the moves, and then she rejects you. Man, got a lot of, got a lot of eye raises there. We've been there, yeah, feeling rejected from sex. And what do you do? Most men, from what I've seen, they stomp off, they throw a tantrum. And guys, I'm going to be honest. When you throw that childlike tantrum, she's not going to want to sleep with you any more than she didn't before. Because it's like a child, right? If you don't want me to play in your sandbox, I'll go play in mine, and I'm taking my sand bucket with me. So we've all found ourselves there. Do you have something you want to add? Oh, so you look at me when it's like sand bucket. No, no I'm just looking at it because I want to say something. <laughs> I know this is gonna be a fun game of who's muted, who's not muted. Um, This actually happened to me the other night. And I was like, you know, in that mode of like, you know, you're wanting it and you're laying there and everything's feeling good. And, 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 you know, you feel um, the blood flowing. Excalibur is coming to full attention. 
and you're like ready for some action and there's there's just like no movement yeah there's no desire over here and it's so easy to just like want to throw a pity party and go why don't you want me why don't you desire me all this other shit and it's an opportunity to ask deeper questions yeah not just asking deeper questions of your partner but asking deeper questions of yourself yeah of like not not why do i want to have sex but it's like what in me feels right now and what do i feel yeah. do i feel rejected why do i feel rejected um you know do i feel not desired like what are those stories yeah and so even as we're, we're going to give you some examples of like what to do in these situations i think even before you get into the the how to part you need to ask yourself what are the stories i'm telling myself when i'm being rejected yeah. and not just in this case with sex but in any case period when you're going through these types of things because the accusation comes from a place of rejection the accusation is coming from a place of rejection generally yeah. speaking and if it's not coming from a place of rejection it's coming from some place of a story you're telling yourself so the number one thing you have to do before you get into the specific how to of dealing with that is what is the story i'm telling myself that's causing me to feel what i'm feeling yeah right because the emotions are just an indicator it's a, emotions are a good thing yeah but if you get caught into that and you get and you get overwhelmed by those emotions and not really acknowledging them then you have nothing that you can give you might you might be able to give a, a really powerful power statement yeah but it's not coming from a place of authenticity yeah. because you are still weak in how you are approaching things yeah absolutely and i appreciate you i appreciate you adding that that was good that was a good switch i appreciate you adding that and no realistically guys when you're rejected let's let's share in the chat when you're rejected let's say for intimacy what are the stories you tell yourself you know for me the story i tell myself when i'm rejected for intimacy in that specific dynamic is that i am not desirable and after that the story that i would tell myself is oh well if i'm not getting it is someone else how many guys relate to that oh if she's not giving it to me she must be giving it to someone else yeah, she must not find me desirable slash attracted. She's just, yeah, she doesn't want to connect with me. Yeah. And then take it deeper. You know, I've recognized, and I see, I saw your look. I'll, I'll parlay back. Okay. I thought you were looking to come and chat. And I was like, I'll pass the telephone back in a sec. So guys, I recognize that, yeah, the first level is she's rejecting me because she doesn't want to feel connected with me, but then take the onus back on you. Does my rejection lead me to believe that I view connection deeply only happening through intimacy. Take the onus. And like, I, that's a page from my book. Cause I've, man, I'll, I'll be transparent. I experienced this. This is my birthday this past weekend. And of course, like we all want like birthday sex, you know, happens on birthdays. Birthday blowjobs. Yeah. Oh, Mark said it, not me, but you know, you come home after a night out you're like, man, Thanks. I appreciate it, Jeff. But in that, I wanted to get lucky. And guys, it's like two in the morning. It had been a long night, right? It'd been a long night. We're both tired. We waited a while to get a lift to go back home. And when I started to feel rejected, I was like, man, does she not want to connect with me? And then guess what? I silenced that inner critic, that story, and started to ask myself, well, wait, we just had an amazing night where we feel deeply connected do i view deep connection only through 
having intimacy at the end? If so, what does that say about me? And man, I got to sit there with it as I fell asleep. And guess what? We woke up the next morning. She turned to me and she's like, I was so tired last night, but I wanted to make sure that this happened. And it happened first thing in the morning. Versus we could have like, man, sometimes in the past, I may have turned and been like, you know, after a great night, I would have appreciated some. It's not how I would have said it. But you guys get what I'm saying. You get more pieces of honey. Had I, I, had had I, had I given into that story and said the you statement, you know what? Right? When we're getting ready to open up that emotionally charged thing. But pay attention to the stories is what I'm getting at. You got something to add? Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is great because what you're trying to say is essentially it's like, what is it that I'm connecting the dots to on this, right? Yeah. So like, this is a story I'm telling myself and what is that story connected to? So we, we talked about the lie and, and all this type of stuff and Thrive. That's part of the work, the inner work that we do at a deeper level, because as we can understand those lies and what we're believing, we really get to a place of truth and yeah. truth is what sets us free. Yeah. Uh, another side to this coin, I think is what, what is, you know, you, we look at ourselves and go, what is the story I'm telling myself? But also at the same time, like, what is your life going through? What is that person experiencing? And, and how is, how am I showing up right now impacting them? Yeah. Because is she now just seeing me as someone who's just after the pussy? Yeah. Or is she seeing me as someone who actually wants to deeply connect with her? Because I guarantee you, if you're walking around slinging the, the, uh, the salami a little bit, you know, you're like, hey, baby, check out this helicopter move I've got. Um, apparently, that's a thing. I didn't even know that was a thing. It's called the meat spin. The meat spin. I didn't even know that was a thing. Maybe, maybe I'm just not hung that well. I don't know. But, uh, you know, you do the meat spinner and you're expecting her to, like, get all excited and go, woohoo, I'm rubbing my titties. I'm ready to jump on it. When it's in reality, it's like women don't react like that. Yeah. Unless you watch a lot of porn and that's what you think women are, yeah. women are women are emotionally you know built and they're designed um, to have that connection. They want emotional connection before they want physical connection. Whereas guys are built from a place of physical connection before we have emotional connection. And so again, it goes back to that story. So it's like we're about to make an accusatory statement because we feel a certain way. I love the breakdown of this. We feel a certain way. Then I make an accusatory statement, and that accusatory statement is coming from a place of ego coming from a place of disempowerment instead of empowerment. So let me ask you this, gentlemen, what is that costing you in your marriage? What is that costing you in your life? Every time you are responding from a place of ego and accusation versus understanding, not just understanding what I feel, but also understanding what the other person feels. And this is, this is of any relationship because if you're going to have healthy relationship, period, and I don't mean just with other people, you have a relationship with yourself. I don't know if you guys know that. The first relationship you have is with yourself. Yep. If you don't have a relationship with yourself, good luck having a fucking marriage. I talk to guys all the time where they, they don't even realize how deep this shit goes because they're like, well, I can't connect with my wife. And I'm like, well, yeah, how connected are you to yourself? Yeah. How connected are you to who you are as a man? And if you're not there, if you ignore yourself, if you push yourself away and you treat yourself this way, well, good golly gee, of course, your fucking marriage is gone to shit. Because if you can't manage that, how the fuck is she supposed to? And you can't look to your wife to manage your own manhood. You can't look to your wife to validate you. You can't look to your wife to, to support you in, in that way because only you can do that. Um, you, you know, you can't get masculinity from a female. I, as some of you think you can, but you can't. And when you do that, you take your, your wounds to her, you take your, your identity to her, what you get is emasculation or addiction. 
Those are the two things that come from it. John Eldridge talks about that. The only, the only thing that comes from, from you taking your question to the woman of do I have what it takes? Am I a man? Am I valuable? Blah, 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 is emasculation or addiction. You become addicted to women or you're emasculated by them. It's one or two. Yep. Yep. So, guys on. Yeah. So with that being said, you know, I want to bring some guys on with the prompt that Mark had just shared. I would love to hear your thoughts. What is it costing you currently? Let's get some hands up. Let's bring some guys on and we're going to give you some live support and also give you guys something special, an opportunity for some of you at the end. But let's get some hands up. What is it costing you currently in your marriage from falling into the stories in the accusatory statements? Is it costing you time with your kids? Is it costing you years you can't get back? What's it costing you? Costing you blood, sweat, years, and tears? What is the cost? I'll give you guys about 30 seconds for someone to raise their hand before I just rush and roulette. Because trust me, I have the next four guys chosen in my head already. Let's go Neil first. Just because you're right in the center of my screen. So Neil, I'll get you unmuted. What's it costing you? There you go. It should pop up on your screen. Basically everything. Let's put it that way. So it started with losing your partner. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can you, mm -hmm. get, can you hear me? So, yeah. yeah. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Oh. Oh, how about that? Okay. Uh, yeah, I got you you're now. Muted. Now, okay. So, I got you. Um, everything. First, my 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 kids' mom. So I no longer with them because of that. Um, I lost one business because the family problems lead to other problems. And you can only hold on to so much responsibility. Uh, it cost me time with my kids. I no longer live with them. Yeah. So there's just no go. I don't know. I wouldn't say there's no going back, but for now, that's what it's costing me. So I, I, yeah. I believe coming from what Mark just said, I have to define a relationship with myself before I can bring it to the table. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Who's the man you want to become, Neil? Well, uh, recently, um, you know, I want to be a man of the man upstairs. I follow that. I, I, I do my best to follow that now and be my best, the best version of me. So I can, uh, let's just say, be a good example to my kids, whether I'm there or not, you know, so that they, they can be better. I have three boys, so I have to do good by them, you know. So regardless of what happens between me and their mother, I want them to see that a man's got to do what a man's got to do, regardless of consequence, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, so I have a question. So what, what do you think is for you the biggest thing stopping you? From becoming that man? Good question. Um, 
um, it's hard to say. So many things go in my head to the point like you don't know where to start, honestly. I mean, I thought I did. I, but yeah, probably ownership with my stuff. I can start from there and forgiving myself and then try to detach from the outcome and just stick to it because it's just so easy to try to pick at what she doing and this and that. And then uh, you, you have to tell yourself like, Hey, stop it. You know? So what I did cut her phone line. So I didn't get to see the phone records, whoever she's talking to. I don't see that no more. And just let her be, give her space and I'll have my space. I'll have my peace and I can work on myself, you know, like try to be here as much as I can. And save up for the next thing if you know what i mean <laughs> i was almost there mm -hmm. uh, financially i'm not in a good space so that's why i'm still here i'm not fully in the program yet yeah that's what's stopping me right now so what i hear is a couple things and i, and I think finances aside i think what i'm really hearing is lack of true ownership Probably, and I mean, that's, you're, you're kind of that's, yeah, it's because, very possible because I hear the pain and, and I've heard the pain, obviously, because we, you and I spoke personally. And what, what I'm what, what it kind of keeps coming back to is there's you're, you're starting to finally see a couple of things ownership, clarity on the fact that it's over, and really you're like, okay, I need to work on myself, but there's definitely fear and trepidation of what that looks like. Because when you take what you've already known for 40 something years or however many years, and all of a sudden it's like, I've got to do a switch. It's scary to look in a different direction. And it's scary to become somebody that I've never been before. And I bet a lot of guys on here, not just you, would say the same thing. And it all comes back to the level of transformation that we want to attain, right? It's like if you go from weighing you know, 400 pounds to all of a sudden 150 pounds, that can be scary to people. Right. Um, it, 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 it's, it's a totally different life. It's a different lifestyle. You know, if I said, give up diet Pepsi for the rest of your life, at first you might be like, oh yeah, easy. But then you get, you know, a little triggered. And so like, you got to have that diet Pepsi. And it's like, yeah, but that's not who I am anymore. I don't drink diet Pepsi. So that's not who I am. And it's, and it's, it's different because you've taken on something completely different. It'd be just the same if I said, okay, you have to drink regular Pepsi for the rest of your life. And you're like, I don't do that. I drink diet Pepsi. That's not who I am. I'm not a Pepsi drinker. I'm a diet Pepsi drinker. It's the same concept. We're applying it to identity. And so for you, shifting that identity is going to take humility. Humility is the key that unlocks the growth. And that's what every one of you struggles with, including myself. This is not a Mark has all the answers. Mark doesn't struggle with humility. Every fucking day I struggle with it. I have to put my own ego in check. Literally on the plane this morning here to San Diego, I'm doing my own work on my own shit where my ego is showing up and having to deal with it because it never stops. And so the real question is, is are you going to put all of that pride aside and recognize you, you can't do this on your own and you need the help and you're going to find a way to make it happen. And because you're ready to take ownership of everything. And if that's the case, then that's the case fucking do it. Right. Everything else is lip service and bullshit. At the end of the day, it's always bullshit because we believe our own bullshit. It's so much easier. So much easier. The excuses I hear on a regular daily basis is not even close to funny. It's like, it's like, where did guys come up with this stuff? 
but it's because we're so afraid and we don't even know how to acknowledge that we're afraid. We're just like, I'm making excuses because I'm afraid. And if you're ready for it, that's the thing. If you're ready to take it on, you're going to be like, no more excuses. I cannot be the man I was. I have to become the man I want to be. If I'm going to live the rest of my life the way I choose to live. And if you don't, that's okay too, because that's your prerogative. That's your life, right? Like I'm not here to control anybody's life. DB and I've had plenty of conversations around this. It's, it's like, what do you want? Do you? And he found his way and that's what works. Awesome. But he's doing, you know what I mean? Like, like he's found a way for himself and he's doing those things and he's making incredible gains because he chose to do it at the level that was good for him that worked for him. Right. And so to you, the same thing, whether it's this level, different level, doesn't matter, but like whatever excuses are stopping you fucking do it. Like don't bullshit yourself. Cause at the end of the day, that's what we all do. That's what men do when they're actually little boys, real men stop making excuses. They pick up their fucking cross and they bear it right. To, to, to put some scripture and some F words together. That's literally what happens is where it's like, we stop making excuses. The Christian life, if you want to talk about it, that's what it's all about. Paul said it the, plainly enough. I die daily. He said it. I die daily. Why? Because he knew he had to pick up his cross every single day and bear it. That's ownership. Just from a Christian perspective, that's ownership. Same thing goes. It's like, so um, where am I lying to myself? Ask yourself that question. All of you on this call, you are all lying to yourself. I'm lying to myself. I have to constantly be aware of that. This is not a point out. You guys are bad people. This is a, we all need to get growing that. Is anybody following me on this? Is this making sense? Or do you feel like I'm beating the shit out of you? I feel like I'm preaching some good truth here and I don't get enough amens. <laughs> I'm not even sure whether Tommy Soprano is following me or not. Oh, I got a smile out of him. Okay, good. He's, he's got me. Cool. But, that, but that's the thing, man, is if imagine a world where Neil is no longer bullshitting himself and isn't telling himself lies and stories, but is ascending to a new identity where his kids can trust him. He, he loves himself because he values himself now to a level that he's never going to set lower standards. Because all of you are living at lower standards and this life, this empowerment journey is about how do I create higher standards for myself? Because a shift in identity is literally two things. It's the stories I tell myself and the standards I set for myself and keep. That is it. And if you can set new standards and tell yourself new stories, you've you've shifted an identity to a whole new level. You can take that to any place in your life. Doesn't matter what you're struggling with, what you're doing. And some are going to be easy. Some you can do on your own and others you're going to need help. I need help in, in the area of my personal fitness stuff. I have trainers that I spend good money on every single month and week to get me stronger. Why? It's not because I don't have the knowledge, but it's because I want to make sure I'm doing the form right. I want to make sure that I'm doing the stuff well. I want to be accountable to going to the gym. I want to be accountable to my nutrition. I want that in my life because that's the standard I set for myself. And where I'm falling short, it's my responsibility, not the coaches. Right now, I've got a coach that I'm probably going to have to fire, not in my team. I'm talking about my actual uh, personal training stuff. And I've got to own that for myself and be like, dude, this guy's allowing you to settle and you're settling for it and you're just okay with it. Not okay. And I need to move on from him. And that's what I'm going to do. Neil, was that helpful? Yeah, definitely. I'm writing things down. Yeah. Totally makes sense. Appreciate receiving that, Neil. Thanks for coming on, brother. Do you feel supported? Definitely. Definitely. Love it, Love it, brother. Thanks for coming on and letting us pour into you, brother. I'm excited for you to take the leap and take that next step, man. It's time. Thanks for being here, man. All right. Who's next? 
gentlemen, what's it costing you falling into the accusatory statements? And what's it costing you falling into the stories? Let's bring some guys on. We'll give you some live coaching. We'll do what we can to support you. Let's go. Who's next? I can Russian roulette and choose a guy as well. I don't mind doing that at all. Awesome. Let's bring on Amar. Just because you're in the center of my screen, Amar. If you want, find somewhere you can be fully present and in privacy. Awesome. Brother, I appreciate you coming on, man. So you shared in the chat. Okay. Um, the story you tell yourself is you think she's getting it elsewhere. So what's it costing you falling into these stories, man? Uh, I mean, it's costing me everything, to be honest with you. I mean, it just keeps pushing her more and more away. I mean, yeah. the more I, the more I say and the more I act on my, just my emotions and just my intentions are not to offend her, but I come off straightforward and, you know, the straightforward blunt way of saying things aren't the right way. You got to, you know, show your emotions and you got to choose your words wisely. And that's one thing that I struggle with all the time. I'm just a straightforward person and it's shot my, I've shot myself in the foot way too many times doing that. I mean, it's starting to trickle down to my kids and they're seeing the way that I talk and the way I react. So they're starting to react and talk the same way. Whenever they don't hear like something that they don't hear, they're reacting the like same way. the peacemaker almost. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, well, they're starting to react the same, react the same way that I react whenever I don't like to hear something. So they hear me and mom talking, regardless if it's, you know, the sex thing or whatever other situations, then, yeah. you know, my easy way is to diffuse the situation and just turn around and walk out. And if that makes it just 10 times worse. And yeah. So, so what does that tell doing, you, man? They're... You know, what I'm hearing is the kids are, are reflecting and mirroring your actions. So what does that tell you, brother? That tells me I need to uh, grow up and quit quit reacting that way and actually deal with the problems head on and, you know, and come up with different ways to handle the problems as far as the way I talk, the way I react, um, the way I just communicating and actually sitting down and communicating my feelings and expressing how it made me feel versus um, just blurting out just, whatever comes to mind. So let me ask you this, Mark, why make the changes now? Why not just keep doing what you're doing? Because it's not, it's not, it's not benefiting me. It's hurting not only myself, it's hurting my kids. Um, also it's hurt, hurting. That's been happening for a while. Still, why, why today? Right. That's been happening for a while. Why, why now? Because uh, I'm, I'm just tired of being the person that I am. I just, I've okay. seen 
you know, I've, I've been doing a lot of self-reflecting and a lot of self-evaluating uh, about my situations. And it's just, I, you know, I'm, I got something's got to change. And if it's got, if, if it's got to be me changing and being a better person for me and my kids. And then if that, if she falls in line with it and sees the change then she falls in line with it and sees the change, if not, I can't start this vicious cycle in going into a new relationship. No, you can't. You're exactly right. So it sounds like what I'm hearing is that there's a commitment from you to make some transformation inside that will benefit you, benefit your children, and potentially benefit your marriage if it's to come back and create meal. Is that what I'm hearing? Right. Right. Okay. That's great. And so what, what have you done up to this point to make those changes happen? Um, so I've done it with a lot of past uh, trauma situations growing up as a kid as far as um, my real father leaving me at a young age, uh, just all the anger that I've had towards certain people and holding grudges certain, towards certain people. I've actually reached out to those people and, you know, made menses with them, let them know, you know, that, hey, there's no hard feelings. You know, I would like to, you know, just get past all the, all the stuff that's happened in the past and let's just move forward. Uh, as far as, you know, my real dad situation goes, I've come to the realization that the guy, he just doesn't want to have anything to do with me. So I'm fine with that. I accept that. I have a stepdad that has raised me majority of my life. So that's where my mindsets go. I took my mindset back to, okay, yeah, he was your real dad, but you have your dad right here. You have the man that raised you in front of you. So you need to just appreciate what you got in front of you and just keep that. And don't worry about the other guy. And stuff that I've dealt with with my mother as far as feeling like I was always put on the back burner. And I just had to, you know, reevaluate stuff that uh, my way of thinking on certain scenarios. And I reached out to her and told her, hey, you know what? You did the best that you could with the resources that you had at the time. And, you know, and I appreciate that. And I'm sorry for always making you feel like I was unappreciative of the stuff that you've done for me and, and just reconnecting and trying to bring that, that relationship back together. So, so what I hear you saying is that essentially what you've done is you've started to dig into some of your past stuff. You started to look at some childhood wounds. You started to make amends with people. Um, but that really hasn't made the changes that you need to make to move forward. Right. And I've also started, I've, I mean, started going to church. I've also been looking and talking with other men and that are, you know, married and other men that have been through the situations that I've been through and just getting advice from them as far as, you know, Hey, this is what's worked for me. You know, this is what now doesn't work, you know, and do you, do you work on sometimes, cars? What, what do you do for a living? I work for. Uh, do you work on systems, uh, cars? I work a water treatment plant. Okay, because yeah, if you ever if you're familiar with working on cars, you know, um, you, there's 
there's two types of things you can do with a car that's broken down, right? One is you can find old parts from other cars and hodgepodge it together, or you can right. find the original manufacturer parts and, and put it together. Um, sometimes it works, but you create a Frankenstein when you have the not, you know, like this doesn't really fit with this, right? Like you have too big of an engine or too small of a this or too big of this. And I, what I'm hearing is that's kind of what you're doing is you're like trying to put pieces together versus having like a streamlined system to get you to where you want to go faster. Right. Right. That's pretty much accurate. I mean, I just, I'm just trying to get, you know, the best advice and the best, you know, you, leadership you advice yeah. or, you, you know, uh, guidance or guidance. Should I say, you don't need as guidance. Far as like a, you don't need guidance. Okay. The guidance is already inside of you. The, the advice is already inside of you. What you need is a system that pulls that out of you and helps show you the path that you already want to do and show you the beliefs that are fucking you up and get those out of the way so that you can move forward. It's just right. friction management. You have a lot of friction inside of you and you have to clear the road so that you can smoothly get through. Okay. Does that make sense? Makes sense. Yeah. So my challenge to you, if you haven't already, is to talk to my team and you get on a conversation, we can put the link below, empoweredman.co slash book and let us create the game plan for you. Regardless of whether you work with us or not, it doesn't cost you anything to get on a call with our team, but at least it'll help give okay. you some clarity. You decide you want to work with us, great. If you don't, great too. But you'll at least know like what it would look like and what we do and how we do what we do because I can guarantee you 100%, you're never going to get to where you want to go without a clear path of that mind. The friction that's there, right. the hodgepodge of trying to put all this shit together, it, like talking to this person, talking to this person, everyone's got different advice, different ways of doing things. And you're going to get a shit ton of bad advice and you have to filter through like what's good, what's bad versus like having a concrete right. system that's going to get you from point A to point B. If you're working in water treatment, you know that there's a systematic process to clean that water from A to B, right? That water comes in, it's nasty. It's got to be cleaned out and go the other way. Well, if you have 15 different people doing 15 different things, you're never going to get the clarity of the water you want. And that's what's happening right now is you're dumping right. all this sewage and you have all this sewage in you. And to get that clarity, you have to clean that shit out in a proper way, in a, in a streamlined way to get you where you want to go. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So we dropped the link there. I would definitely recommend uh, getting on a call today if you can. And how do we want to wrap this up? Because I think we got to go. Yeah, let's wrap it. So you want to mute yourself. Yeah. Awesome, guys. I appreciate you all being here. We're going to wrap this up. Amar, the link to book that call is in the chat. Gentlemen, for those that stayed on to the very end, we have something for y'all. Now, we understand that some guys just aren't in the place where they're ready to take that leap. And we want to give you guys the opportunity to at least get your feet wet. So what we've got is $7 for seven days. No contract. You can cancel any time. Gives you a chance to try out the Revive community with some of our coaches that are from the Thrive program. It's got one weekly call, all of our assignments around communication and boundaries, all of the call recordings with our marriage and family therapist and our relationship therapist. Now, $7, seven days. If you aren't doing anything right now, if you're coming to this call, that's great, but this isn't even T-ball. That will give you more of a grid to get out of the now that you're in and get you closer to the where that you desire to be. So check it out. It's seven bucks, seven days. Guys, 
it literally is cheaper than the cost of your coffee that you're probably going to go buy in like the next 30 minutes because you're hitting your midday lull. All right. This could make the difference between you staying stuck in indecision and you actually having an actionable plan to get closer to where you want to be. That's all I got for you guys. I appreciate you being here and I'll see you on the next one. Peace. Hey, thanks again for joining us on this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. If you're new here, thanks for checking out this episode. And I encourage you to take a visit back to the first episodes in this podcast. Look, we have over 50 episodes on the foundations of how to be an empowered man. I'm talking about in your relationship with your wife, your kids, your work, your boss, whoever and whomever. And I highly suggest you take some time to listen and gain some insight and knowledge from those episodes. And hey, if you want to connect with me deeper, be sure to check out the Empowered Man group. That's empoweredman.co slash group empoweredman.co slash group for latest information and to join our group of other men who are wanting to be empowered just like you. Until then, this is Mark signing off, Empowered AF 2.0.